I spent about 10 years in New York City working for a local television station. The station's success was built on a belief in covering the city by blanketing it with reporters and news vans ready to spring into action for breaking stories. For nearly a decade, mostly during the late afternoon and into the night, that was my job. I would cover breaking news, shootings, multi-car pileup accidents, fires, and just about any other tragedy. But among the most memorable images I have of what I would witness in some of the city's toughest neighborhoods, well, it was often at night. The streetlights were out or dim, and my crew and I would race down a street in a news van heading to the next story. I would sit in the back of the van in the captain's chair, sometimes reading emails, but most of the time staring out the back window. The brownstones would blend together as we rushed by, and the people walking down the street would become a mix of different, indistinguishable colors. But then there would be a burst of dark blue. That's when I would see a young police officer, sometimes alone and standing with his or her back against a wall. I remember that the rookie officers were pressed to the brick of the building, head essentially on a swivel, slowly looking left and then right. They were brave, but boy, did they look terrified. In certain neighborhoods where crime was a problem, their posture was important for survival because it limited their blind spots. The biggest blind spot, of course, was not being able to see what might have been coming up from behind. With their backs pressed against the wall, at least they could prepare and see what was coming at them. Nowadays, police officers across the country see an even more challenging future. Reform is in the air in the wake of police shootings in Ferguson, Baltimore, Baton Rouge, Minnesota, and Milwaukee. It was the 2014 shooting of Michael Brown in Ferguson that really focused the public's attention on the issue. In subsequent years, there would be more incidents. Americans everywhere were becoming more attuned to the disparities in the way justice was being administered. By the time five police officers were killed in Dallas in 2016, the rhetoric had reached a fever pitch and voices on both sides of the divide knew that the time had come to lower the volume. Police departments have begun changing tactics just as some cities see disturbing spikes in crime. In 2015, the number of homicides in major U.S. cities increased 17%, which marks the greatest increase in a quarter century. There are different theories behind the increase, but based on the data that I've seen, the lack of trust between police and inner-city communities of color may be a contributing factor. Police are also frustrated, tired, and angry. 